This episode of Coffee and Conversations with Ramesha Nicole podcast is sponsored by my partnership with Everbee Cosmetics, the first ever beauty brand to affirm a woman's God-given identity. Everbee is a tangible way to declare the words of the Lord over yourself every time you look in the mirror, including that you are forgiven, which is why I'm encouraging you to check out my favorite product, the Forgiveness Lip Butter. It's so smooth and glides on your lips perfectly. Everbee is a beauty brand you can feel good about. I know I sure do. What I love about it is that every product is gluten, cruelty, and paraben-free, as well as vegan-friendly. As a listener of Coffee and Conversations with Ramesh Nicole podcast, you'll receive 10% off your order at checkout with promo code Ramesha in all caps. Again, that's promo code Ramesha, R-A-M-E-S-H-A in all caps at checkout. Just visit everbu.com to grab your forgiveness lip butter today. And for the fellas, for your ladies. Remember, God sees you as forgiven. So speak it, apply it, and be it. Repeat after me. I forgive myself. I forgive myself for using people and things to fill the voids of my soul. I forgive myself for running from and dealing with the voids of my soul. I forgive myself for the dehydration I've caused to my soul. For John chapter 4 verse 14 says, If I drink the living water Jesus gives, I will never be thirsty again. I forgive myself. This is the place where coffee and forgiveness collide. collide. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with me, your host, Ramesha Nicole. Around here, we talk about all things faith, family, mental health, relationships, and well-being, but through the lens of forgiveness. Oh, we speak the truth around here. So grab your favorite cup of decaf coffee and join the conversation. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, and welcome to episode number two here on Coffee and Conversations with Ramesha Nicole podcast. Today we are, well, not we, but I'm just going to be sharing with you guys how I am navigating and continue to navigate this journey of forgiving myself. Today's episode is entitled Thirst Trap because... For too long, I have been going after things, people, places, accolades, relationships, you name it, to quench the thirst and the dehydration that was taking place in my soul. And as a result of that, it's only left me more depleted. It's left me feeling unworthy, abandoned, rejected, not good enough. It's continued to show up, show up as perfection and performance. 
But what I didn't know was that I needed to allow, really, truly allow the Lord to fill me up. Like, and there's a song, a worship song, and it, she's basically saying, fill me up until I overflow, like fill me up, God. And I really would, I would sing the song, but I really didn't know just how dehydrated my soul really was. And so welcome to episode two. On the last episode, I just, you know, kind of gave you guys a brief overview of how I put my big girl panties on and I stopped running from actually dealing with this stuff, of dealing and really working through what it means to forgive myself. And so I'm glad that you guys are here. Before we get started, though, I do want to start us off with just a quick word of prayer. And then we're going to do our self-forgiveness affirmation and our focal scripture. But before we do those components, I want to let you guys know that today I am chatting with you guys live from the Hyatt Regency Hotel. Um, it's the Baytown Houston Convention Center, and it actually overlooks the bay, the water and the bridge, the Fred Hartman Bridge. Y'all, it is just so beautiful. I'm having my decaf Americano, two, two, two shots of the decaf Americano coffee with a little bit of almond milk and honey. Y'all, I practically get the same thing at every coffee shop that I go to because I can't have all of the extra sugar and all of that other stuff. So I just really keep it simple. And decaffeinated coffee actually lessens the amount of anxiety that takes place that caffeine brings. So that's why I say your favorite cup of decaf coffee. So I'm, I'm chiming in live, chatting with you guys live. I'm recording here. Um, they have this really cute little cafe called The Market, but I'm actually kind of off to the side and more of the convention center because it's a little bit quieter here. So I want to thank the Hyatt Regency um, for just allowing me to be here today. So we're going to pray and then we'll do our self-forgiveness affirmation, our focal scriptures. And then I'm going to let you guys know how today's show is going to run in terms of me sharing with you guys how I'm actually navigating this journey of forgiving myself for being so doggone thirsty. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you, Father, that this is the day that you have made. I thank you for being with me here. Lord, I, I before I ask you for anything, I thank you for the breath that is in my lungs. I thank you, Father, that I made it here safely to record. I thank you, Father God, for the equipment, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for eyes to see and ears to hear. I thank you for health and wellness, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, even for the funds that were needed to even purchase the coffee because there are some people, Lord God, who simply don't even have that. So for that, Father, I say thank you. Lord, I repent of my sins. Cleanse me and every listener, Father God, from any form of un uncleanliness, any sins that have been unconfessed or unrepented. Father, Lord God, Help us to forgive ourselves. You said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12 of the Passion Translation specifically, that we are to release forgiveness towards those who have trespassed against ourselves, against us. Father, we have trespassed against ourselves. There are things that we have may have said, ways that we may have shown up, Father God, things that we may have done or failed to do, Father, and there is guilt, there is shame, there is condemnation, Father God, that has been trying to plague us. And so, Father, I just pray under the mighty name and the blood of Jesus Christ that those chains will be broken, that that oppression, Father, will be released. Father, we come against any distraction in the airways. I bind every witch, every warlock, every wizard, every hex, 
anything, Father God, that would try to stop your children from receiving what it is. And Father, even those who do not know you, but desire to know you deeper and more intimately, maybe they know you at a surface level. I just pray that, Father, from what is shared today, that they will no longer run from dealing with that thing in their soul. But Father, Lord God, that they would submit it to your feet and trust you to hold their hand, Father God, to navigate them through this, Father. You said that your son Jesus died, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And that he came so that we could live freely. And if he set us free, Father, then we are free indeed. So I pray that chains will be broken, that lives will be changed, that hearts will be healed and that souls will be saved. I decrease in the Holy Spirit. I ask that you increase in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, so I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, I forgive myself. I forgive myself for using people and things to fill the voids of my soul. I forgive myself for running from dealing with the voids of my soul. I forgive myself for the dehydration that I've caused to my soul. For Matthew 5, 6 says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be completely filled and satisfied. I forgive myself. Our focal scriptures for today are John chapter four, verse 13 through 14 of the Passion Translation and Matthew chapter five, verse six of the Amplified. And as I mentioned to you guys, I'm going to do something a little bit different today. Um, I'm in the process of writing a devotional. So I'm an actual published author. My very first book is entitled In Search of Freedom, My Journey Through Unresolved Trauma. And my In Search of Freedom journey is, is a series of books. And as you guys know, I'm currently on the journey of forgiving myself. And you can actually purchase the book. It's over on Amazon. And I'll include the, the link to the book over in the show notes. But I'm also in the process of writing a devotional to help us work through, as well as a book that's going to go, a component to a book that's going to go with it, that's going to continue to help me as well as others like yourself to navigate this journey of self-forgiveness. And today's title, Thirst Trap, actually comes from the devotional. So I just feel compelled and led by the Holy Spirit to share with you guys what was written. Um, the affirmation from today that we just said actually comes from that. So does the focal scripture. So I'm going to share the content of that as well as the reflection questions. Say the prayer. And again, my prayer is that whatever I share here is, is, is blessing you, is going to help you navigate this journey of self-forgiveness. So as mentioned, our focal scripture for today is John chapter 14, verse 13 through 14. And it says, Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never be thirsty again. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit, flooding you with endless life. Listen, listen, Linda. I don't know what the name for the guy will be. We're going to call him Harry. Listen, Linda and Harry. I don't know about y'all, but for too long, I have dehydrated my soul. 
And so I want you to listen in as I share with you just a small story that I wrote as a part of the devotional, which really is, again, a part of this journey of me forgiving myself. And again, I just pray that something that I say will help you. And I, and I thank you guys for being with me on this journey because I'm also navigating how to be vulnerable, but without oversharing, like y'all know that's a thing, right? I went to counseling today, so I'm feeling good because even today in counseling, we kind of work through some vulnerability issues and learning how to trust and feel safe emotionally. So listen, y'all, we are in this together. So here it goes. It says, I love to drink water. Now, it hasn't always been this way, but it's a healthy habit that I've developed gradually. As a matter of fact, I even purchased a large water bottle, y'all, which is the truth, because y'all listen, I be trying, to, I be trying, y'all, I be trying to, to drink 48 ounces of water every day, but sometimes it isn't always that easy. Your girl don't always meet her quota, but I can tell the difference when I do and when I don't. So it says, as a matter of fact, I even purchased a large water, water bottle to help me with my daily drinking goal. Nowadays, there are so many different water companies, cute bottles with labels and things, filtration systems, etc., with a goal in mind to ensure that you are hydrating. Now, if I can be honest, with so many options, one can find themselves experiencing overload. I've not only been there physically, but spiritually. Looks can be deceiving. We live in an area, an era where people only want to show the best part of themselves. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know how people wear all these masks and they be like, oh, child, oh, girl, I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. Not saying that you can't be. But sometimes when people say those things, I really, really, really want to know how they're, what they got going on in there. So, and you can't share your, all your life with everybody, but y'all get what I'm saying. Instead of the true, raw version of themselves. Now, there are those who do show their raw, authentic selves, but the mass majority do not. Many of us, and when I say us, that means me included, are doing it for the gram or what I now call the TikTok, y'all. For some reason, I put a V in front of the TikTok. I don't know why I call it the TikTok, but I call it the TikTok. I know it's just TikTok, but for me, it's the TikTok, right? <laughs> it says there have been numerous times when I would post pictures of myself doing things and traveling during my journey abroad. Um, I'm going to pause there for those of you who do not know, back in 2018-2019, I moved abroad. I am by trade an educator and I landed a job as an international school counselor because at the time I thought I was supposed to be going abroad to go on this 11-month mission trip journey, but the Lord kind of stopped that and had me go and take Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University because I was upside down on a car loan. Um, I was upside down on a car loan and I had literally y'all racked up over $10,000 worth of credit card debt. How in the hell I got myself there, y'all, I still to this day, I can't even tell you. I cannot even tell you how I, and I did, I just said, how in the hell? I can't even tell you where the hell all that money went. Like, what was I doing? Like, y'all, I don't know. I don't even know. But by God's grace, he sat me down. I went through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Of course, I didn't go on my mission trip. Um, and I shared a little bit of this in the first episode. 
took Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, worked two jobs. I was a school counselor part-time and I worked in um, at the Houston Astros Stadium, which is the Mini Maid Stadium. I worked as a server, so I would work in the daytime, I would work at night, and it was on repeat, wash, repeat, rinse, recycle, however you want to say it, however the saying goes. And every little extra that I got, I put towards my debt. Um, and God saw that and he blessed it. And by his grace, one of a sister, an old sister friend, we used to work together in the um, one of the districts that we worked in together as school counselors. And she noticed that I wasn't going on my trip. And one of the things that she said to me was like, hey, I know that you're on this journey of paying off, you know, some credit card debt. We're looking for a school counselor. Would you be interested in coming over? I interviewed, landed the job. And let me just tell y'all, if something is for you, it's for you. Because the Lord literally moved the person who he had hired, how my, who my head of schools had hired, and literally put me in that position. Called a girl and told her that he had found somebody better. So listen, that part was for somebody. I don't know who's in your spot or who you think is in your spot or who you think is taking your spot. But what God has for you, honey, is for you. Okay? So forgive yourself for being so limited in your thinking and allowing the insecurity and the doubt and fear that God is not going to show up. And that was for me too, right? Because he showed up. So needless to say, I ended up moving abroad and I lived in Qatar. Um, we say Qatar, but it's actually Qatar. Um, I lived in Qatar for a school year as a school counselor and that's where I paid off most of my debt. So going back to the devotion, I wanted to just kind of pause and kind of let you guys know when I, when it says that there were numerous times where I would post pictures of myself doing things and traveling um, during my time abroad, you know, posting it for the gram. That's how I ended up landing abroad. And I got to see forever first lady Michelle Obama, okay, in Paris on her becoming tour. Look at the Lord. Okay, so back to the devotional. It says, in the comment section of the post, many of the responses would be like, yes, live your best life. You look so happy or you look amazing. Now, while a picture was worth a thousand words, the fact of the matter is, is that I wasn't feeling as if I was living my best life and I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy and I dang sure wasn't joyful. I had been wearing a mask and trying to pretend to be happy and fulfilled with my life and myself. But the truth of the matter is I wasn't. And I'm gonna pause right there again, y'all. I used to say that, I say now that I was literally operating in the physical, but I was dead on the inside. Like I was dying on the inside. It looked as if I had it all together and that I was enjoying myself, but y'all, I was dying. I didn't know that I was dealing with anxiety and depression. I didn't know that the demons and the monitoring spirits, and if you have not done yourself this favor, please get the book Deliverance from Demonic Curses and Covenants because in chapter six, he talks about demonic diaries. I did not know that the demons that I didn't deal with in America, the things of my soul or my bloodline had traveled across the world with me. If you don't deal with your stuff, it is going to continue to show up and it will negatively affect and infect every area of your life. And I didn't know. I simply didn't know that the things of my soul that I had not processed, not only that, because curses, generational curses are real. 
Oftentimes, it's not our demons we're battling with. It's the generation before them or two or three generations before them who either came into agreement with the covenant, specifically those who are part of Greek organizations. I am a former member of AKA. I will not say the entire organization. I am a former member of the organization. And what I did not know is that I literally had put myself into a, a covenant by the words that I spoke with a demonic altar. And I say that unapologetically because it's as I'm growing in my relationship with Christ that I did not know that some of the things of my soul, the things that I had opened myself, open portal and access to was negatively affecting me in so many areas of my life. And I didn't know why I wasn't so happy. It was a sexual assault that I hadn't processed. It was the termination of the pregnancy I hadn't processed. It was the um, miscarriage that I hadn't processed. It was, you know, it was all of those things. It was the low self-worth and not seeing myself and not having boundaries and mad as to why people are treating me. Like it was an all encompassing thing of all of this stuff. Yes, it was generational stuff, but it was also stuff within myself. And so as I continue on reading the devotional, it says depression had sunk in and had reared its ugly head several times. I remember in undergrad having a panic attack, but I didn't know that that's what it was. I would have these meltdowns, y'all, where I would cry and I would pull my hair and I'm going to cry. I would cry and I would pull my hair because I didn't know why I was so angry inside or why I couldn't get my thoughts together. Like, why was there so much turmoil going on in my brain? I couldn't get a hold on it, but I didn't know that it was depression or I would get up and wanna go put on clothes or go do things, but only to turn around and only wanna sleep all day and not be bothered with anybody. And I would have old friends be like, oh, well, she's just being moody. Not knowing that it wasn't that I was moody, but I was battling with anxiety and depression. And all those years, I didn't know that that's what I was dealing with. And so depression had sunk in and had reared its ugly head too many times. It says not to mention anxiety had taken over my nervous system and my body. It says, I often feel that I'm not fulfilling my purpose and my destiny. How many of you have ever gotten to that place to where it's like, why am I even here? What did God create me for? Why am I even living? There has got to be more to this. And I always knew I wanted to be a school teacher. Um, God bless my, my favorite teacher in the whole wide world. The late Miss Sharon Lane, she passed away my first year as a school counselor, y'all, and I boohooed as a baby. Um, let me just give y'all this disclaimer. I'm a crybaby. I cry about everything. I will cry if you drop a nickel on the ground. Um, but I knew that I always wanted to be like Miss Sharon Lane, but I got to this place in my career where I knew that I was called for more, but I just couldn't get it together. And so when it, when it says right here in the devotional, it says, I often feel that I'm not fulfilling my purpose and destiny. That's just what it is. Like I've always felt that I was called for more. I just didn't know what that more was. It says, there is often a war inside of me that needs conquering. More times than I can count, I find myself trying to feel the drought I've been experiencing. 
only to find myself being extremely thirsty and weary in this journey. In John chapter four, Jesus meets a woman at the well after a long journey of walking. It's the middle of the day and the woman comes to draw water from Jacob's well. This woman unfortunately isn't welcomed by her community due to the things she's done that they deem unclean and her unworthy. While she's there filling her container to get back to where she lives so that she's not seen, Jesus asks her to please give him a drink of water. That's when the dialogue begins. Jesus tells her that the water he brings, if she were to drink from it, she would never thirst again. Now, the way I read the Bible is the woman was like, sir, look here, sir. You don't even, first and foremost, how you going to give me some water? Like, you don't have a cup. You asking me for some water. Like, how are you going to ask me for some water, sir? And you don't even have no cup. But how are you going to give me some water to drink, sir? And you don't even have no cup. Like, and do you not know that all of this stuff that I got up in here, sir, you don't want to deal with it, right? But basically what she was saying was the holes in my heart, the voids, the hurts, the bruised places in me that need to be filled are too deep for you. She basically said, and I, I heard Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts preach on this a long time ago. And I think it was called the hollow place or something like that. But it says on more occasions than I'd like to admit, I've been that woman. For too long, I've used social media, positions, accomplishments, sex, family, relationships, you name it to be the water to quench the thirst in me due to rejection and its continuous hold on me. Validation, needing to be seen, needing to be heard, wanted, approved, and loved by those closest to me. And not only those closest to me, society has been the thing keeping me in cycles of extreme thirst and dehydration. All my soul ever wanted was to be loved completely and totally. That would only happen by first letting Jesus's love in and fully loving me. And before I could love me, I needed him to love me. The first step today, y'all, that I'm taking with you as you are listening to this podcast to loving me is forgiving me. In order for me to love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, all my strength, and to love my neighbor as myself, I have to forgive myself for continuing to fall into these thirst traps. I have to forgive myself for being the open door and the gate to the mental and emotional hell and torment that I have been experiencing for far too long. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 14 through 15 of the New Living Translation, it reads, If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. 
Forgiveness is love, y'all. But unforgiveness is the opposite of love. It's hate. After terminating my pregnancy 11 years ago, I hated myself. I hated myself to the point of, as I was processing that in my intensive therapy program back in fall of 2020, November and December of 2020, it even got to the point of not just that one moment, but of all of the unforgiveness of not only towards others, but towards myself, almost led me to contemplating in my life. I was in the bathtub and in my mind, all I thought about was just slipping under, holding my breath and never coming up again. Because the life that I needed, the life that my soul was cringing for could only be found in the arms and in relationship and I'm not talking about just surface level. I'm talking about true, deep intimacy into me, you see, which is true intimacy with the Lord, with my Lord and Savior, your Lord and Savior, if you're a believer. And if you're not, I'm going to offer you the salvation prayer at the end of this podcast. Jesus Christ. In 2018, the recurring theme of my journey was, Lord, I want to be free. Lord, I want to be whole not knowing that my soul was quenched and that for too long, all of that stuff that I thought I wanted, all of that stuff that gave me, like I mentioned, approval and validation and Greek letters and men and sex and traveling and doing it for the ground, all of that stuff, it was depleting me. And then I find myself in, in debt and then I'm upset with myself and I'm mad at myself and I'm angry with myself to love me, I've got to forgive me for all of that stuff. To love me, I've got to forgive myself for allowing ignorance, for allowing haste, for allow allowing, again, talking about monitoring spirits, the spirit of rejection to keep me in cycles of lack, debt, and poverty. How can I obey the greatest commandment with hatred in my heart? How? How can I obey? And in 1 Samuel chapter 15, 23, it says obedience is better than a sacrifice. He's not asking me to sacrifice. He's asking me to obey, to release forgiveness towards those who have trespassed against me. For me to not obey what the Lord says and harboring his unforgiveness towards myself, I'm literally operating in disobedience, which is the same as rebellion. And it also says in 1 Samuel 15 that rebellion is as sin and sin is the same as witchcraft. I'm not out here trying to operate like no witch. Been there, done that. And that, listen, that ain't do nothing for me. Nothing. If I no longer want to experience these extremes and I'm reading again from the devotional, but I'm also kind of, you know, giving you guys real life context, kind of going back and forth. If I no longer want to experience extreme feelings of thirst. Then I got to forgive me for being a cause of that dehydration. Through all the external measures. 
people think that when you give your life to Christ that you can't have fun, that you can't do things. Let me tell you something. The Lord has a sense of humor. I told y'all I went to Qatar. Now, before I wanted to go to Qatar, I wanted to move to Abu Dhabi and Dubai because that's where everybody was moving. But at the time of me living abroad, at the time of me living in Qatar, they had the highest per capita in the United States. I mean, not in the United States, in the entire universe, inside of the entire world. So I would have settled for second class. Not saying that Abu Dhabi and Dubai are second class, but I would have settled versus going for the greater who? My ooh, yes, Lord. How many times have we settled for the second best when God wanted to have you settle for a B when he wanted to give you an A plus? In relationships, in jobs, in careers, in purpose. Listen, I told y'all this is my third podcast. If I didn't mention it, this is my third podcast. Coffee and Conversations is not my first. I had Real Talk with Ramesha Nicole. I had the Ramesha Nicole show. Now I have Coffee and Conversations because I was trying to do other stuff out of alignment and just pure out rebellion and disobedience. Like, just pure out disobedience. And we know what 1 Samuel 15 says, rebellion is as witchcraft. And I'm not trying to be out here operating like no witch. Okay, let me just let me just say that. So listen, there is no way that I could obey the greatest command with hatred in my heart. And so to finish up the devotional, it says the unforgiveness and hate towards myself was the cause of the dehydration that I kept experiencing. If I no longer want to experience extreme feelings of being thirsty, then I need to forgive me. Like, for real, like, not talk about it, but be about it. Forgive you. Deal with your ish. Face yourself. Let the Father love on you. Get to the core root of why, right? There's this book called The Fifth Why. Why you feel like you're not worthy. Who planted that seed? Uproot that seed. Remove it. Let the Lord till the, till the soil. Give you new soil. Put new seeds in the ground so that you can flourish. If I no longer want to feel those feelings of fatigue that come with the thirst and the hot dehydration, then it's time for me to walk in my freedom once and for all. It's time for me to walk in the freedom of Jesus, knowing that he is the source of the hydration. So listen, my prayer is that you too will tap into that hydration system as there is no filter needed. Kind of like y'all when we used to drink water from the water hose when we were kids. Like growing up, me and my, kids, me and my cousins, we used to run through the barn and my papa had this little house out in the country. I'm a city and a country girl a little bit. And my papa, he would say, hey, Misha. That's my papa, my Theo. <laughs> Misha's my family, big thing. But he would be like, hey, y'all better quit playing and quit drinking that water. That water. We would drink that water from that water hose. There was no, like, and we weren't worried about getting sick or nothing. And that's how it is with Jesus. With Jesus, listen, you can drink from the water hose, baby, because you're not going to get sick. You're not going to get none of the stuff that's inside of these, these systems here today. Because he has all of the filtration. He has everything, all the minerals that your soul needs to be whole. Lord Jesus, I thank you for quenching the thirst in my soul. Thank you for being the water filtration that has all the minerals I need to be whole. Thank you that you supply every deepest desire and need. Thank you for replacing every deficiency. Thank you that with you, I'm never thirsty 
and that in you is all that I need. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for approving me. Thank you for validating me. Thank you that with you, I'll never again be thirsty. I repent for running to external things to supply what my soul needed. I repent for letting friends, family, my career, and dependence on other things to be the replacement for your nourishment, including smoking weed. I repent for allowing the hate and unforgiveness in me towards me to be a cause of spiritual dehydration. I forgive myself for continuing to drink from places, Abba, that only led me and left me thirsty and hungry. I forgive myself for not loving me correctly. I forgive myself for being the cause of my own dehydration. I forgive myself for hurting me and not taking care of me correctly. I forgive myself for always being so darn thirsty. Thank you for purifying me mentally and emotionally. Thank you for refreshing me. Thank you for restoring me. Thank you for filling the voids and holes inside of me. I love you. I honor you. I bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to ask you guys three questions before we wrap up today's conversation. And if you are someone who does not believe in Jesus, I do want to offer you the salvation prayer. But before we do that, I want to ask each of you right now, as you've been listening to you know, me share my story about how I've just kept running to these these traps of thirst in my soul and how it's impacted every area of my life. I want to ask you just three guiding questions. And these are three of the questions that I actually wrote down at the end of the devotional. Question number one is, what do you feel that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about today? Like what have been your, what have been your thirst traps? And what areas is your soul thirsty and needs hydrating? That's question number two. And lastly, how is unforgiveness and lack of self-love causing you to continue to be thirsty? I'm going to read those again. Number one, what do you feel that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today? In what areas is your soul thirsty and needs hydrating? And lastly, how is unforgiveness and lack of self-love causing you to continue to be thirsty? Now, if you need help navigating this journey of self-forgiveness, I want to invite you over to my website. I have what's called the Self-Forgiveness Affirmation and Action Card. And it's something that you can do every day, like every, every, every day. You can, if you are a journaler, or if you're someone who likes to sit and take notes and reflect on your day, you can incorporate this into your routine. And there is an affirmation that you say aloud, there are guiding questions, and, and one of those things is who do you feel that the Lord is leading you to forgive, but also what is it that about yourself that the Lord is leading you to forgive yourself for, right? So you're going to do that, and then it's some other things that, that are a part of it. But if that's something that you would like to help you navigate this process of forgiving yourself too, um, in addition to the guiding questions from today's episode, then you can go over to IamRamishaNicole.com forward slash affirmation download. 
Again, that is I am Ramesha Nicole, all one word, dot com forward slash affirmation download. And that information will be in today's show notes. Now, if you are someone who does not know the Lord and you would like to either come back to him, confess, repent, you backslidden, or you want to give your life to him all over again, I just want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, it's me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. I believe that you lived. I believe that you died and that you rose again on the third day. Help me to forgive myself so that I can walk in the total freedom that the sacrifice of the cross offered and afforded me. In Jesus' name, amen. So y'all, listen, that wraps up today's show. On today's show episode, I share with you guys, you know, just my personal journey of navigating these dawn thirst traps and how, you know, depression, anxiety, almost wanting to commit suicide, how all of that stuff has literally just had a stronghold on me. But I realized that what I really needed was for the Lord to fill me in, for me to love me. Like at the end of the day, if I see myself correctly and if I love myself enough, then none of those things should have had a stronghold on me. Right. And it's at the end of the day, it's all about identity, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about on next week's episode. Um, I'm just going to be sharing with you guys how this false perception of myself and me forgiving myself for not really knowing who I was and walking in my true self, walking in the core of who I was and who it is that God has called me to be and how, you know, just, I'm just navigating, forgiving myself for just not being who it is that God has called me to be right. And tapping into my most authentic self. So make sure that you're tuned in before we go. I want you to repeat after me one last time. I want you to say, though the heart may linger, I choose to forgive me. Let's say that again. Though the hurt may linger, I choose to forgive me. Remember, y'all, forgiveness is freedom. It's healing and it positively impacts every area of your life. Listen, y'all, studies have shown that people who go through forgiveness therapy have literally been able to, you know, lower their, their heart rate, increase, get off diabetes medicine, all of that stuff. So listen, it's a spiritual and a physical practice, right? So it impacts your psychological, your physical, relational, spiritual, and your financial well-being. And so you have a choice to make and you have to ask yourself, what choice am I willing to make? Be sure to subscribe to the show and share this with three friends who either are on the same journey with us of self-forgiveness navigating or who you know who need to navigate the journey of self-forgiveness. Because listen, at the end of the day, I know that they're going to be better off because of it. I'm looking forward to you guys joining me for another cup of decaf coffee here on Coffee and Conversations with Ramesha Nicole podcast, where coffee and forgiveness collide. I look forward to our next convo on the next episode. Bye.